I'm a grown 57-year-old man in my tidy whiteies. Indecent exposure in the village is not legal. I sign a name. I don't know what to say. Right crime, but wrong location. <laughs> <laughs> so, I see that you have stuck around. Ooh. Why, why don't you leave? Fear. I'm somewhat scarred by the fact that nobody laughed about the moth in a bag joke. I, I, I get it. We're all broke, but now we're significantly less broke. Not only are we not broke, but this is actually, this currency's kind of heavy. G's for generosity, R for reputation, E for economics, E for ethics, and D for desire, each equally important. Ah, D for disaster. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that not the right one? Wait a minute. I may not really know this Arth doll too well, but last time I checked my American alphabet, uh, you just spelled one of the seven deadly sins there, Benavere. Hello there, foundlings. It is I, your game master and host for this evening, Emily, also known as Snow. And I play Snow in the other podcast of Sorta Online Odd, so go check that out. But right now, stick around because we're heading into The Gate Chronicles. Hi, I'm Quentin. I am normally the GM of the aforementioned Sorta Online podcast, but here I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York, currently lollygagging around with the rest of these schmucks attempting to find his way back home. Hi, I'm Andrew, and I play Alan Taylor, the bearded weirdo from God knows where. I think you said Ohio. Yeah, I know. Hi, my name is Jaden, and I play Finnevir Avir. He's a bard traveling, trying to make his way in the world and trying to be successful, hopefully as a merchant, but we'll see. Hi, I'm Zach. I play Alfred Kenneth Mest, a uh, somewhat questionable practitioner of the sciences who has found himself in a strange new world with strange new things to experiment upon. And, oh boy, there's gonna be some experiments. <laughs> All right there, calm down. After collecting a much-deserved reward from Mayor Hamble Gimber, the party set out from Newern and headed to Lamb's Respite. But not before Smoot and Alan visited the reliquary and met with another unfortunate soul affected by the forest, Hana. While on the road... They had the opportunity to taste a delicacy of Westrealm just days before their arrival to Lamb's Respite. You all arrived late at night. The caravan pulled into the gates of Lamb's Respite. And not long after entering into this city, it began to pour down rain. As usual, because that is what happens in the summer months. Gentlemen, you have arrived in Lamb's Respite. It is somewhat late. It is dark out, but you do see that there are uh, what appears to be lanterns, torches lit, some of them flickering in and out due to the rain pouring down on top of them. Now, you can either choose to rest for the evening and we move on to the next day, or you choose to venture out. That is your choice. Let's try find a place to rest, or I, I guess um, are we allowed to rest with the caravan? There has been nobody who has come to the door to kick you out so far. 
Alright, I I vote that we uh we rest up for the night. Amali, any freaky immigration laws I should know about before I go? I think he's still asleep. He's been asleep for like a week. <laughs> This I think true. he hibernates. I heard bears do that. I've never seen a bear. Maybe he's part bear. Does Amali awaken? Smoot. Yeah. Alright, that means I'm good to go. He just raises up a finger in the air, like, to silence you. Smoot would walk out and leave the carriage. Okay, okay so Smoot hops out, leaving the carriage. I should again. make sure he doesn't get into too much trouble. I will also exit the carriage. Okay. I will also exit the carriage, seeking to make sure that Smoot does not go streaking again. <laughs> I'm fully clothed right now, thank you. For now. You're right, these clothes are going to get wet. No one likes wearing wet clothes. You he will. He has been known to strip his shirt off at a moment's notice, so. His shirt, I'm not concerned with. His pants, when you stay get a, on. When you got a dad bod like this, it's very in season. Well, so I have three of you jumping out of the caravan wagon onto the mud. Uh, uh, no, you know, you guys can go out there in the rain. I, I'm not going out without a, an umbrella. That's fine, David. I think the two babysitters are enough for me. Kelsey also looks out hesitantly. I would rather not. You guys can go ahead. I think I'm just going to stay here for now. You two surprise me. How the tables have turned, Smoot being babysat. Come along, carry all. My little wagon. My little wagon falls Was it behind. in the wagon with you? Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, um, are you able to lift it? Uh, do I need to? Well, your wagon has more of like a platform. You can let it drop off the side of it if you wanted it to, but it is about two feet off the ground where you have to step up into the wagon normally. Actually, no, that's too low for a wagon on the side. It's probably be about three feet. So it's about three feet off the ground, but there is no stair or ramp. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah uh, okay. easy. So you're able, to lift it. you are able to lift out your carry-all, you plop it onto the ground, and you remove the badge and hold it. Where do you put it on yourself? Can I tuck it behind my bandolier? You could tuck it in a pocket on your bandolier. You could tuck it in your belt. You could put it behind uh, it. That works for me. It's right. a small badge, probably about mm, two inches like a, the size of a police badge. Yeah, maybe a little bit smaller, um, more square. Okay. Does it, does it clip to things, or is it just like a solid thing? It's like a regular badge. It does seem to have magnetic component to it, so it sticks to the bag itself. Um, but it doesn't seem to have a clip or anything. It's almost like it has to be just put somewhere. Uh, but you do recognize that the little badge does seem to be almost shaped exactly like the carry-all when it is in its just regular box form. That's so cute. Hmm. Charming. Uh, I think I, I actually, in that, so it do, I don't lose it. I'll uh, put it in one of the pockets of the bottom of the bandolier. Sure. Okay. You do this. The As soon as you start to remove the badge and you put it in your pocket, you hear like a little sound. The carry-all seems to flash a little light and then it pops up and you see like the wheels extend out from its body <gasps> as it slides into the mud. And you hear it kind of like lift, like a little bit of a release of gas as it lifts up just slightly off the ground for its wheels. Oh. Um, All right. Please roll a d20 for me. Uh, 13. Okay. It continues to function. Awesome. All right. Uh, Mest, what do you do? Because you are still inside the wagon as far as I have been made aware. Uh, yes, I'm staying inside the wagon and Mest is going to go to sleep. 
Okay. He, he, he had a long day. He doesn't want to stay up anymore. Mess chooses to stay behind with all the rain. It's been a long day, and he rests along with Kelsey, David, Amali. But Cece hops out of the wagon. All right, that's it. If everyone else is going to be a coward, I'll go with you. You need someone to watch after you, after all. Cece, I, I think you got the roles reversed. What? Definitely got the roles reversed. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm the one who's watching you. That, that's what I'm saying where your confusion is. Well, if she's watching you, then she can't get very far. That's a good point. Cece, keep watching me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll keep my eyes on you just like a hawk. Uh, uh, preferably closer than a hawk. Maybe like a nearsighted pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Hawks have too much distance. Hmm. Fine. I guess you do need someone around you at all times. Take my hand. <laughs> she extends her hand to you and puts her like left hand on her hip while she extends her right. Smooth pauses for a moment. You see a very conflicted face, a mixture of both reminiscence and sadness as if he's remembering a fond memory and he takes her hand oh you don't have to get all sappy on me Ugh. don't worry the rainwater will wash it off we're going this way no 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 we're going this way what, which way is that way she just points to a random direction to the left why are we going that way well, it felt right what it just it felt right first off that's left fine mr finnevere where do you want to go uh i go this way and I just, like, I also pick a random direction, and I I start walking to adventure. All right, we're going after Finnevere. We have to keep an eye on him now. Shouldn't we just, like, find a guard or someone, a townsperson, and ask where the main secret initiate area is? I guess we could, but we're getting soaked standing in the rain right now, so let's just move. What about that big building up there? And smooth points towards the top of the hill. That is a big building, but why do you want to go there right now? I feel like it's important. Big things at the center of places normally house important things. Like a king in his castle. Hmm. Or a mayor in his gimber. Not all kings live in castles. And she starts to pull you and walk after Finnevere. Uh, uh, is Taylor coming too? Yes, absolutely. Right. Okay. I am making sure that the streaker doesn't streak. Taylor follows up the rear. <laughs> so... The sheets of rain beat down on your face. You can barely see the lights of the city anymore, some of which have gone out, apparently, due to the rain. The light of the statue atop the keep, up on the hill that Smoot pointed out earlier, remains a beacon but does little to guide your way on the streets below as you slog through the increasingly muddy ground. Without knowing your way around the city, it's apparent that you could become increasingly lost. It doesn't seem that many shops are open this late at night. But you do hear the sound of music and cheering someone in the distance from where you are. Social activity! No, 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 no. Oh my goodness! Is this a party? Are we going to a party? Well, it certainly sounds lively, so why not? There's a number of reasons as to why not, and I feel like we're getting sidetracked. Well, we Look, we can do business when the, when the morning is young. It's late. We've had a long trip. There's a reason we came on this long trip. Uh, I agree. Well... Mr. Allen, what do you think? I think a beer sounds mighty good right now. Yes, absolutely. Beer, ale, spirits, wine. I am all about that. Suddenly, the Fedivir is paranoid no. and checks for Isabel. No, you're not. You're, no, absolutely not. What? You know, they say that the human brain doesn't stop fully developing until 25 years of age. 
You're gonna damage yourself if you keep going on escapades like this. You need to take better care of yourself. I don't usually go on escapades like this. I'm here to babysit you. I guess I'll have to be the designated sober person. Absolutely. Fine. I see how it is. How would I navigate my way and find, based off of hearing, effectively? That is know, called perception. a perception check. Hey, listen, I'm just, I have survival. So, I mean, when in Rome, you know? You guys can make a perception check if you are all trying to find the way. Otherwise, if you're following after Smoot, no worries then. Probably don't want to follow after Smoot. When in Rome, lick the dirt to find where the part is. Well, I am leading the way. Let's see if we get separated. <laughs> 14 for Charles Smoot. Uh, 18 for Finnevere. 18 for Alan Talar. With all of you taking a close listen, trying to find your way to this noise, you're able to pinpoint the location after maybe about 10 minutes of walking. You are all very, very wet at this point. It's even soaked through some of the cloaks that you've worn, but you are able to find what appears to be a tavern. You see above the entrance, there is a decorative wooden signpost of a stout building. The image depicted on the sign appears to be that of a woman sitting in a windowsill with a mug in her hand, presumably some sort of alcoholic beverage. Beneath her are the words, The Fair Maiden's Tavern. And just as suddenly as you approach the building, the front door swings open with a loud thud, and a man comes flying out and lands in the mud with a loud splat. You then hear a gruff voice bark out from the entryway as two meaty hands brush themselves off. Not enough out of you today. You certainly had enough. And then the door slams shut. Uh, he looks okay, right? You can make a perception check. That's an 11. 26. 20. All of you can perceive that the man, who is appearing somewhat covered in mud at this point, has dark brown hair that kind of hangs past his eyes. He looks a little scruffy and scraggly on his own. The mud isn't helping very much. He does seem to struggle to get up for a moment, but he is able to right himself. Smoot, you notice that he is wearing a heavy coat, but you see underneath of it a glint of something metallic on his right arm. Uh, can I... Could Smoot go and offer to help him up? Hey, you don't know right there. The man looks up from where he is as he's starting to stand up. And he just looks at you, and you can see that he's peering at you with uh, some faintly green eyes, but he looks at you and he says, Uh, I'll be fine, thanks. And he starts to stand up more and brushes himself off and pats off some of the mud. And he brushes back the hair in his face. What was that all about? Uh, nothing very much. Just got a little too rowdy in there. Uh, Sounds like a rowdy place. Easy to get caught up in. He just looks at you. Yeah. Well, on to the next place, I suppose. Real quick, uh, I'm new in town. I was wondering where uh, Secret Initiates might be headed to. I've got a couple of them traveling with us. As you say that, you see that this man whose appearance is kind of just downtrodden, he seems to light up a little bit when you say that. And he says, oh, so you're, uh, you're new initiates. Fresh meat. And I hold up the, my temporary badge that uh, was given to me by Lamor. He smirks. All right, well, I guess uh, I'd welcome you to the guild already, but we'll have to see if you make it out alive. Out? <laughs> Through. Out. You know, complete it without dying, Taylor. You have to finish your initiation, after all. Remember, Liamor told us we'd have to go through some hoops and obstacles. 
Yeah. Don't worry, I'm sure plenty of people would be willing to help if we asked. I mean, there's a Molly. Well, I don't imagine that that's terribly condoned. What do you mean? Well, it's supposed to be a sort of test, isn't it? Sure. Wouldn't that mean that we should have to get through it on our own merit? Otherwise, we're not being tested? I don't know. Ask him. Hey, if we're new to this whole thing, you don't want people just running off into the woods and getting massacred en masse, so I'd imagine we can ask for assistance, right? Mr. Smoot, can we go inside? It's really, like, I would like to not You be can so- go inside. I'm uh, talking to him, and he apparently can't be. I can't go inside. I'm watching you. Watch, Finevere. Well, I'm going inside. Well, with any luck, we'll see you later. The man that you were talking to, Smoot, he gestures up towards the keep up on the hill, and he says, that's where you would need to go. Is it open at all hours? Technically, but as far as I know, the receptionist up there probably won't be available until tomorrow. Sounds good. Oh, thank you. My name's Smoot. Charles Smoot. And I offer him my hand. He reaches out and he takes your hand and he shakes it. Do we get any more information on the uh, glint of uh, Mentelic? Smoot. I assume it was his secret pendant. You saw that it was indeed what appears to be a steel-colored pendant that he has tied around his wrist. That's why I thought asking about Seeker stuff would make sense and that he would know, because I assumed the glint of metal would be his badge. Oh, hey, Thori, head off. What's your name? <sighs> well, I guess if you make it out alive, just don't go around asking for me, okay? It's Callum. Right. Let's not catch a cold, and I make my way inside. Well, it was fair meeting you, Mr. Callum. I motion for everyone to walk in the tavern. I follow into the tavern. I enthusiastically open the doors in front of me and take in all of the uh, sights, smells, and otherwise. Okay, sure. So, yes, you enter into the tavern, shaking off some of the wetness that has coated you over the time that you've been in the rain. You are, guy, you guys are very, very wet, by the way. Um, as you enter in, you see that the front appears to have an almost waiting area. There is a sign that basically just says... Weapons must be peace tied and or left in the front lobby in the back room. But it does tell you to wait there for a moment. So you do. And after a little period of time, it appears that the hands that you noticed belonging to a body do approach. And you see before you a large, heavy set man with a round face, ruddy skin, and a thick red beard. Is he particularly tall? Um, he is not particularly tall. He is actually about average, maybe about six foot. But boy, be stocky. All right. And he looks at you. Oh, I see you coming in from the rain. Well, are you guys carrying your weapons on you? Yeah. Huh? You well, are? not aside from the knife. Where is it carried on you, on your person? In my pocket. Okay. All right. If you brought your weapons with you, I'd have to ask for you to leave them in the front with me. I will retrieve my knife with its uh, blade cover and hand it to him. He pulls out a sheet of paper. Name? Alan Taylor. He seems to write it down and then peels off a part of the sheet and ties it around your dagger. All right. And he looks the rest of you up and down. All right. I have a dagger and this crossbow. All right. Name? Finevere Avir. He writes that down on a sheet tears off a slip and then ties it around the crossbow and the dagger individually. Okay. Phenomenal. You can pick him up when you're leaving. Thank you very much, sir. He nods. Charles Smoot, 
I did not hear you say you came inside. That's very true. I motioned for everyone else to go inside. After everyone was inside the tavern, I would be making my way up to the top of the hill, where I was told by Callum that that is where the Seekers go. Okay. All right. Hold up. No, no. <laughs> No, no. You said you went inside. You had a whole conversation with this guy. Both of you. Yes. Made... The I moment, The moment that he realizes that you're not there, that's, there's a problem. That's fine. The moment you realize, have fun. Okay. You guys, uh, Charles Smoot, please roll a stealth, air quotes, and you guys roll perception. 25 for Finn. Tan. 17. Okay. Taylor, when you walk in, you are struck by the livelihood of this place. It's very bright in here. It's actually kind of hard to hear the rain outside. Um, and for the most part, you find yourself drawn to the smell of luxurious dishes of food. Mm, food, meat. You smell fresh bread, potatoes. Uh, the potatoes. <laughs> and you can't quite place it, but is that mutton? Ah! And yes, Finnevere, you smell very similar things, but your draw is not too exactly the smells of food. It's the sound of the band that is playing and the cheering of music and the talking of the tavern goers. But before you move onward, you notice that Charles Smoot is no longer with you. <sighs> I, I, I do notice. CC barrels past you. Like a hawk. Oh no, I'm not going back for Smoot. If he wants to <laughs> abandon us, I, I can't really stop him. So I... I I'm way too interested in this place. I want to go grab something sweet to drink upon while I cruise around the tavern and bother people. And bother people. Uh, it's a standard bard uh, action to be able to bother people? Yes. Um. <laughs> All right. Um, for your sakes, I do have a menu. Ah, I'm ready. Okay. As you enter into the body of the tavern, you find yourselves stepping down actually a few stairs into what appears to be a very well-lit cellar. There is a stage in the back room, uh, not really in the back room, but up against the wall where the band is playing. You see several women up there, uh, which you see a sign above them just says the fair maidens who are playing their music. And then off to the side, you see that the man from the front has actually made his way back down the stairs and is moving behind the bar where you do see there are a multitude of people surrounding the bar as well as scattered about the entire area sitting. It appears to be many just regular common folk. But you also do see there are people who have these strange things on them, things that don't look like they belong on people. They look like some kind of weird enhancement pieces similar to relics. Interesting. So like metallic or like like bones? On one person, there's actually this bulbous green looking thing that kind of like just moves up and down his arm as he just plays with it. And it almost seems to be moving to the music. I don't like it. I like it. On another man, there appears to be, instead of part of his face, there's a metallic plate covering part of his head and what Alan Taylor would recognize to be almost like cyborg cybernetic eye. I like it. <laughs> But yes, there's a variety of these things around the room, just a very strange nature that the more you look, the more you realize where you came from, these weren't as common. This is definitely a place where seekers like to gather. Alrighty. If, they, if the Fair Maidens are the regular band, if they have a name like that, then they probably have regulars that they hire. It's not an open stage, or at least not tonight. 
Oh. <laughs> Jaden's overtaken by the music. Uh, Finnevere is overtaken by the music and will be distracted for the immediate future. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. We'll let the song play through. Um, but just to give you an idea, you see people drinking ale and other things, things that might interest your characters. There's something called Barismut Ale. It's a locally brewed dark amber ale described as nutty with a pleasant finish. Barismut oh. Whiskey, which is locally produced rye whiskey, a house vermouth made dry, and lavender lager, masterfully brewed light purple lager described as robust with a hint of coffee and a bitter finish. I want the dark ale. I'm going to make my way up to the counter. All right. All right, lad. What can I get you? And you also see that he has um, up on the wall, there seems to be something like deep fried chicken strips. Chicken strips fried in sunflower oil served with spicy red sauce. Deep fried slices of red beet. Slice of red beets fried in olive oil served with honey based sauce. A cheese platter uh, with crackers. Deep fried potato wedges fried in butter served with tomato based sauce. Lamb stew, a luxury stir with stew with lamb meatballs, cute potatoes, and onions. Pan seared veal with ginger, marinade, on a bed of rice and broccoli. Herb crusted mutton in white sauce on a bed of noodles with a side of caramelized onions. I went out for this, okay? Mmm. Let's see here. I will have two cups of the amber ale and one bowl of the lamb stew. All right. Uh, so it is one silver for a pint of ale. So it's two. And you said you wanted lamb stew? Mm-hmm. All right. That'll be... 12 silver and one copper and all. So I will hand him 13 silver. Okay. And I'll get nine copper back. Yep, he hands you back the nine copper. And you hear him as he pours the, the um, ale into a tankard. The first tankard he slides over to, and he pours the second and slides the other one over. That'll be just a minute for the stew. Absolutely fine. All right, lad. Go ahead and take a seat somewhere. I'll have one of the lasses bring it to you. I go and find... Uh... I guess I'll find a seat somewhere in the middle of the room so I can look around. Okay. You see Cece standing at the front. She's, like, at the front of the stage, like, waving her hands and dancing. Uh, Finn joins her. <laughs> okay. Uh, and if he can pick up on the lyrics, he will attempt to sing along, but not so loud that it interrupts. Sure. You're able to do so. You are finding this to be quite a jolly time. Oh, I'm sure. This is, like, my, my ideal space. I, I thrive on rumors and interest and people. Okay. This would be your time as a bard to um, do your diplomacies and gather information for your knowledge local checks. That would be a 26. Okay. So essentially the next time you go around and you need to roll knowledge local on Lamb's Respite, you will be able to do so without taking any penalties. Okay. Fantastic. Because uh, this is a brand new place. <laughs> yeah, and you you go around, you're having a great conversations. You actually do learn um, the names of all the fair maidens of the Ooh. Fair Maiden Tavern. There's Lottie, Barbara, Grace, Vixen, Sierra, and Race. Barbara, Lottie. <laughs> Grace. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Lottie, Vixen, Sierra, and Race. And Race? Finnevere, something else that you learn, though, is that this tavern is very popular among seekers, and also that they actually have deals quite often throughout the week, but they are never pre-announced. It's more of like a random event that happens during the week. So, so what happens during the week? There are random deals that happen during the week, Ooh. which is very enticing to the customers a lot of times. 
you actually hear that uh, a rumor that one of them coming up is going to be karaoke with the band. Ooh-hoo. Oh, like karaoke with the band. Of... Karaoke with the band. Wait, like tonight? Not tonight, but oh. in the future, it should be coming up. And Finnevar, you also learned that this store does sell their the alcohol in bulk. Ooh, I can actually carry it now. Finnevar now grimaces, remembering that he forgot his Avidian ale back in the the other town. He did. He did indeed forget the Avidian ale, unfortunately. But we're gonna pan away from the scene, back over to Charles Smoot, who is well, you know, doing that thing. That thing. In the rain. He's trudging along. He's trudging along in the rain. From his understanding, as he did presume as well, there is a light on top of this hill. And he's making his way to what is presumably this keep of seekers. Uh, Do me a favor and roll a survival to help make sure you don't get lost. You asking for the good rolls. Okay. 28 for Charles Smith. Good job. We ain't getting lost today. He's a man on a mission. So, Charles Smoot... You make your way towards this keep up on the hill, which you realize is much higher up than you first thought. And you realize that it's actually on the top of the plateau. Many of the houses are built on the hill, and you notice that part of the hill seems to be more grassy, but also rocky as well. Following your way up, you find yourself sliding in some of the muddy paths, as not all of it is paved. But... As you get closer to the keep, you see a set of stairs. Very long stairs that lead up to the keep. It appears to be at least a ten-minute walk upstairs. Well, the only way to begin a journey is by taking the first step. So, Smoot, as you're walking up, you begin to get a better look at the area. It's not as good as it could be. It's, It's rainy, it's dark... And you see that half of this city, the lights are just pretty much out at this point. And looks like a lot of places have shut down for the evening. And also because of the rain, they don't really have much of a choice. But you climb these stairs and you climb and climb. And like 10 minutes pass and you make it to the top finally. Where even though you made it to the top, it almost felt like the building didn't get any smaller. I know what that sounds. It got bigger, honestly. That's how buildings work. As you would assume, getting closer to things directionally. (laughs) Listen. You see that there is what appears to be a bridge over a gap in the rock base of this plateau where the keep is sitting. And you realize that it looks like it's some sort of drawbridge that could be lifted up at a moment's notice. And... Within it, you see that there is an archway, and opening into that, all the way through, you see a faint light inside, and you make your way in. Absolutely. Okay. Entering into this building. Trudging. Trudging. Soaking wet. Absolutely. You hear your feet just sloshing with Swelch. every step. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just water dripping off of you. You notice that the building is mainly constructed of stone, and as you enter in, the height of this building is approximately 30 feet tall on the entrance side, but the side of the wall next to it was actually much larger, even taller. It was probably about three stories. You could kind of see these slits in the wall, like windows that were denoting different floors. 
but that's about all you could see from the outside because of the rain that was pouring down on you. And your first steps into this building lead you into a wide stone hallway, which is pretty much empty at this point. And walking in further, with feet echoing at every step, you see that all the way down to the end of the hall, it turns right and goes down further. But just before that, there's an opening into a much larger room, which is illuminated. And you see some people sitting around, some at tables, all the way to the far right of the room. To the left, you see that there are wooden boards, but they seem to be mostly empty right now. And you also see at the very center of the room, two arced stairways around a middle wooden frame and which almost seems to like make a make a platform to the stairs up top and cut out underneath of it there seems to be a sort of desk which you would assume to be the reception area but there is no one back there i suppose then that smoot would walk down this massive hall and just go to where he hears the sound of people's voices okay i mean you do see some people in there that are sitting in this larger room already some just kind of sitting it's not very well lit it's like dimly lit there's a fire off in the right side of the room near the tables and there's some people there who are drinking and talking quietly is there anyone sitting alone no it seems to be a small group of people about four i guess i would approach them then okay you approach the group go ahead and make a perception check 19 okay approaching this group you see that there are what appears to be a man and three women who are simply sitting and having a quiet discussion. Um, and it sounds like they are talking about a venture of some kind. Ladies, gentlemen, pardon the intrusion. They all slowly turn, and actually the man kind of grabs one of the girls and kind of pulls her a little bit closer to him. I'm a seeker initiate and don't particularly know my way around. I was wondering if any of you could point me in the right direction. I've got some questions that would like answers. One of the girls speaks up. So you're trying to get into the guild? Well, you're not here at the right time. It's very late at night. I've come a very long way. I have, as aforementioned, a lot of questions. I was just wondering. I was told that this place was open at all hours. Who I might be able to speak to to get some answers. Well, it's not necessarily open at all hours. I mean, this is where a lot of us live. So I guess it would be Door, open. Door was open. I walked through it. Right. Well, I would assume that's because a lot of us like to come back at night. <laughs> she just shakes her head and she's like very confused about to answer this. Well, uh, I heard the mention of a receptionist. When, when about is she normally here then? Well, they're normally here in the morning until uh sun begins to set. And I heard mention of a library, um, or a collection of books and, uh, artifacts, relics of sorts that individuals examine. Well, there's a library of sorts. It's the archive here, but that's only accessible by seekers. There is, however, uh, if you're looking for a place to read, there's a place down the lower city. What would that be? I guess you'd call it the bookstore. There's not really a, an exact name for it. It's actually uh, maintained by a lady. Uh, what was her name? You don't really go down there very often. Beatrice, I think, is her name. You say these archives are only accessible by seekers, but 
If I have ancient artifacts and or relics on my personage, are you sure they wouldn't accept them if I tried to turn them in? Personage. You mean personage? That's exactly what I said. Well... It's late. I've been walking through the rain. I've got mud all over me. I would recommend that you go and lay down somewhere else. It's not here. Uh... All right. All right. Time to lay down in front of the door of the archives, then. What, what direction's that? The, the girl that was talking to you just kind of just stops and shakes her head and turns back to the table and just takes a huge swig of her drink. It's not my job anymore. All right. Well, I guess I'm just going to wander around the halls until I get stopped. The man stands up. All right. Hold on a second. Before you go any further, what are you doing here? You're at... This is not the right time. You're in the wrong place. No one told me the right time or place. I'm a seeker initiate. The, the right time would be in the morning. Why not the night? Because there's nobody here. Well, you're here. We live here. Okay, so clearly people are here. I don't think you understand. I just have some questions I would like answers to. I have some artifacts I would like someone to take a look at. And no one has told me jack all. If you want to sell artif- Wait, you have artifacts? These little doodaddy thingies, yeah. That's an artifact. I'm sorry, have you ever seen a pure gold mechanical automated wristwatch that is not powered by a battery? That's not an artifact. Listen, I'm sure I have one around here somewhere, but that's besides the point. (laughs) You sound like a homeless man that stumbled upon the seeker base and very much seems like he's not actually initiate. He just mugged someone (laughs) for their initiate badge. Uh, there's gemstones, human skulls, frog legs, laptop. They just start seeing you pull this stuff out. Like the human skull comes out and one of the girls just ekes a little bit. All right, listen, maybe I don't have any artifacts on me, but there's still things that I do want to get checked out, like the laptop and my phone. It's wristwatch. I had artifacts on me. I gave them to some of my other compatriots. I was just looking for some answers. And generally, the seekers have tend to give into them. I'm in the multiple reliquaries at this point. Hana and Leemore were really nice. R- roll the diplomacy. <laughs> you sound drunk. You're in so many negatives. <laughs> oh Grand total. Oh my gosh. Four. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh no. Charles Smoot. The man which steps a little bit closer to you and you can actually see he's he's only probably about at Charles Smoot's like Nipple level. <laughs> Thanks. You could just say shoulders and it'd be fine. No, I mean like oh, his chest. chest. Chest level. I just couldn't think. Of, I was like, nipple. nipple. <laughs> the man is about chest height to Charles Smoot. He has stark white hair that is kept very short and trimmed on the sides, a little bit spiky up top. He starts, he puts his hand on your back and starts to try to turn you around. Is this the way to the. All right, sir. I think you've had enough. Maybe it's time that you head on home. Charles Smoot falls on the ground on his knees and begins to cry. (laughs) His face in his hands. (laughs) The guy just steps back. He is thrown off at this point. Did you not remember your wife and children's name? I remembered my wife, so I forgot my children. <laughs> I like the pause of joke, Charlotte. He, he was getting choked up as he was what saying What are you it. doing? What do you mean? He said go home. My home's gone. Everyone I love might be dead. The man steps back. All right. Let, uh, 
he gets back down and gets on his knees with you. All right, buddy. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Oh, they could all be dead. I just woke up in some random pod in the middle of the dark wood. Climbed out of some abandoned building. I had a serious back irritation for the longest time. <laughs> I don't know if anyone I love still alive, and I just want some answers. He takes his hand off your back immediately when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And he just looks at you. What? Are you okay? Do you need help? That's what I've been asking for. <laughs> <laughs> He rubs the back of his head and he just seems extremely concerned right now. And he turns to the rest of his group and he just like does like a whole shoulder shrug of help me. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if there if there's a shrink qualified. <laughs> I don't think there is. He, after a moment, you hear what sounds to be the jingling of a coin pouch. And you hear as a bag of coins just lands in front of you. All right. All right maybe that will help. Is that what you need? <laughs> Do I look like a poor dejected beggar to you? He looks you up and down. Are you sure you want the answer to that? <laughs> I know what the answer is. No, that's not what is going to help me. I want my wife and kids back, and I don't know who has the answer on how to get them. I woke up in the middle of the dark wood in some research facility after being tested on and prodded in a pod. I didn't ask to be there. I signed up for a sleep study. And now, all of a sudden, I'm somewhere, potentially the future, potentially an alternate reality or a dream sequence. Only God knows, let's be honest. And I just want to talk to someone who knows about the past so I can gauge on what happened. The man just turns to the group and he, he walks away for a moment. Make a perception check. 19. You hear it murmuring, um but you're not really able to catch exactly what he says. And then after a moment, he comes back over. All right, um, buddy. Uh, just just, just call me Charles or Smoot. I don't care anymore. Just, just stop patronizing me. I'm twice your age. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, now listen. You seem to be in a lot of trouble, okay? Now, you said you woke up in the dark wood? Very true. Have you gotten help for that? What do you mean help for that? Where do you think I've been? I just meandered out. I went to the nearest town I could find, and then I made it here because I was looking for answers. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I have absolutely no idea how to help you. Um, we're only steel rank. We, we don't, uh... Of course you are. Okay. Well, anyway, do you know where the archives are? Of course. I know exactly where it is. And that would be... In the keep but you can't go in there. And why not? Because you're not a seeker. Okay, I have an initiate badge. What do I have to do to gain access? Who do I talk to? When, who, what, where, why, when? That's what we were telling you. You have to come back and talk to the receptionist in the morning to, a, to get assigned to an initiation test. All right, I got that much from Liamore back in Ashby. I get that. I just want some answers. I right, talked to some people. Thought you'd be more friendly. Apparently no one's home. None of you are right. night owls. You're all morning birds. Whatever. I understand. Well, most people aren't here. What? Where are they? On hunts. Understand. So, there's got to be some staff. What are the staff just, uh, staff about? And you keep mentioning this help, supposedly, that you're not qualified for. What do you even mean? Uh, if you're 
wife and children are missing, you might want to get help from a higher rank. Okay. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I don't think they're missing. I think I'm missing. (laughs) (laughs) Quinn, you got to draw a line in the sand. You got to draw a line in the freaking sand. You got to just look inside yourself and say, what am I willing to put up with today? Not this. I, I wonder if any of you figured out where the psych ward was. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably where he's going to find Smoot at this point. The man just looks at you and he says, all right, listen, I don't, you, maybe you are lost. Maybe we need to take you to see somebody. That's what I've been asking for. All right, come on, buddy. <laughs> I told you, the name's Smoot, Charles Smoot. And I'm Levi, come on. He reaches out his hand to you. I take his hand. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> you're being escorted to crazy jail. An idiot. I've been productive. I'm No! I'm no, in, you have not! I am in the Seeker's Keep. I learned that there's an archive. I saw that there is a we quest board. There was an archive. But I know that it's here. I learned that there's I learned that there's known everything that you've learned since really? Ashby. Right. I don't I don't Le- agree hold with on, you. Hold on. No, I learned that there's the- a bookstore and it's ran by Beatrice. I met Levi, a very nice young lad. No! <laughs> he is List neither of, a- of those things. He is neither nice nor young. He's, he's, young been, he's been nice, let's be honest. He could have been a lot worse. He's with confused. It. I know that there are exactly two quest boards and that on the first floor there is a 30 foot tall ceiling in a long hallway you counted wrong there's more quest boards than that (laughs) we would have learned by going there together at not the dead of night listen this man is a man on a mission and he wants answers he's got questions and he will be Oh, not stopped by any. Know. Dear viewers, it needs to be stated, our GM has been slain. She is dying of laughter. So, and she puts up with a lot. So. You're welcome. So Levi turns back before um, going any further. And he shouts back to the women, or one of the women. He says, Ashley, give me my cloak and maybe something dry for this guy. So you hear uh, as one of the women scurries off, your focus being on the fact that you... Your family's not here. <laughs> I can't go home. Okay. Very mature adult. I love it. So she comes running back and hands over a dry cloak for you. And he takes his cloak and he throws it over himself and he just hands you the other cloak. I'm not dressing you. That's your own job. I can dress myself. Okay. All right. Is that is that better? Are you good? What do you mean am I good? I'm still lost. I don't know who my family is. All right, come on. He reaches out his hand. I barely learned what the language is. I just learned how to read yesterday. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, apple, ba, ba, ba. Okay, so he starts to walk. <laughs> he goes first out from the big room that you're in. Raven left the building, right? He starts to turn left and head back out the building. Oh, this is the secret game. No, no, no. You need to come, come with me. Where are we going? I'm going to take you somewhere safe. Where's that? Somewhere safe. Does it have answers? Yes. What kind of answers? The medicinal kind. I don't need the medicinal kind of answers. I'm not sick. I'm lost. I need someone to tell me where I am, how I got here, and how to get back. Those are the only questions I need answered. All right, listen. You cannot <laughs> stay here right now. You are hysterical. God, I never thought I'd say this to anyone but my wife. Um... You're being hysterical right now. I, it, I honestly am not sure how to help you. 
I can be certain, though, that you can get answers tomorrow morning. But this is not the time. I don't know who you are beyond being Charles Smoot. And honestly... year old biology teacher, born and raised in upstate New York. <laughs> he, he narrows his eyes as you just say that. And currently, I'm learning that if you are to interact with any other Seekers in this base, you probably will never get help again. <laughs> and this is why you needed supervision. So, Charles Smoot, he is trying to lead you out from the Seekers base, from the keep. Uh. I'm, this is just a suggestion. Do you have any friends or family in the city? <laughs> okay, I'm going to assume that that is your wife and children. Absolutely. Okay, listen. He leads up a. We're almost done building. We we're almost done paying for her college expenses. I was saving up. I was about to move back in. Everything was about to be right. He, he stops and leans up against a wall, covering his face, and then just taking it down and like doing like the prayer hands of calm inner peace. All right, Charles, please listen. Take a deep breath. <sighs> listen to me, Levi. Honestly. Uh, that's talking. If you had not been crying like a little girl, I probably would have kicked you out way earlier. Oh, no. I was like a grown man. Those were grand, those were grown man tears. I, I love how he has switched from absolute breakdown crying to stone face talking. <laughs> Just repeatedly. Well, listen, he this asked is... me to take a deep breath. You gotta compose yourself. <laughs> I really honestly think you're insane. I'm being candid with you because. I think you're a good person. I just think you need help in a lot of ways. I agree. I do need a lot of help. That we can't help you with. I don't think you can. No, you don't seem like, you seem a little ignorant. I don't think you know your way around. That's ignorant, man. No, that's ignorant. <laughs> I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> you love me and you love this. I'm just trying to put this back together, Quentin. I honestly think you're insane. And any help that you could get from the guild you would frighten that off. I'm just saying this because if you somehow are actually a seeker initiate and you didn't steal that off of somebody's body and you do manage to become a steel-ranked seeker, we'd be on the same level. And I'm leveling with you right now, right? Go back where you came from today. Come back tomorrow morning before you drive off any help that you could get. And honestly, just... Don't ask for me. Why do people keep saying that? I don't intend for asking anyone who doesn't know anything like you clearly don't. I'm just saying, I wanted to go to the archives, get some things examined, ask some people about past history, and that was about it. So I'm going to wait here till morning. Uh, please don't make me do this. I don't know what this is. I don't want to have to do this. I don't know what this is. Are you challenging me? What is this? Charles Smoot, you get blindsided by a punch in the face. Understandable. You take nine points of non-lethal damage, but you are staggered. Oof. You can only take a standard action or move action each turn, not both. Uh, uh, what's this? You just start swinging at people randomly? Go back to where you came from. For oh. the evening, come back tomorrow. Or what? You're just going to beat me to a bloody pulp and leave me on the floor? I will make you. Go where? Back. Where's back? I'll throw you down the stairs and then you'll find your way back. I don't think that's how that works. I think that's committing murder. 
<laughs> what, you think just knocking someone unconscious and leaving it out, them out in the rain tumbling down a giant fleet of stairs is not going to lead to my death? Are you trying to kill an old man? Respect your elders. He does look at the stairs. Okay, that was an exaggeration of what I would do. But I'm asking you one last time. Please go back to where you came from for the evening. You can come back tomorrow. It's another day, all right? What are you doing saying? Why don't you go back to where you came from? I'm about to. And he gestures behind him. Sure, and I just came from over there in that big hall, and I'm going to sit my butt right down there by the fire and wait till there's someone I can talk to. <sighs> Fine. Go ahead. You can do that. Just stop bothering people. I asked you like three questions, and then you just rattle out and try to throw me out, punch me in the face. Charles Smoot walks back in the great hall and just plops down by a chair situated near the fire, drying his clothes. I think okay. Staunchly and stubbornly waiting until morning so that at first light he may receive the answers he is looking for. Charles Smoot, he walks away. He leaves you. You go back inside and you sit down. But as you do, um, they basically just put out the fireplace and they leave the area and they seem to go back into a back area walking down a hallway as the lights slowly go out in the keep. And you are completely alone with no one knowing where you are right now. So, um, yeah. Back at the Maiden's Tavern, we'll just do a quick check-in with you guys. You guys have found this night to be very enjoyable. Uh, Finnevere, does it ever cross your mind or you become concerned that Smoot has not returned? It is, especially because this is a big city and he never told us where he was going, except for he did mention the, the Seeker's place. And I suppose I would feel a level of responsibility that would be slowly growing on me more and more as I let the hours pass by. Yeah. Well... Uh. Last call seems to come around by the time that this feeling really starts to set in that Charles Smooth still has not returned. Alan Taylor, roll a constitution save and throw. Well, actually, would that be your fortitude save? Nine. You are drunk. Oh. Quentin, you are an expert in the drunken arts of Pathfinder. I am? You were. I was. Uh, there is stage one, stage two, and stage three intoxication. Stage one gives you a plus two morale bonus to all physical stats for 1d4 hours, but a minus two morale penalty uh, to fortitude saves from going into stage two. Once you hit stage two, your character takes a minus two penalty to all mental stats, but you do get to keep all the physical stats. And once you hit save three, uh, stage three, your character loses all physical benefits and then takes a minus two to all stats for the next 1d4 hours. These stack with stage two, which puts you at a minus two for all physical and a minus four for all mental. I think it would be fair to say that Alan Taylor is probably enjoying himself enough that he reached level two. Probably stop there though. Sounds reasonable. You're a happy drunk. So he is pleasantly intoxicated. Uh, and actually, um, He's learning songs at the tavern and singing along. Cece actually ended up dancing with a few of the guys at the bar. Finnevere, you enjoyed your time, but you uh, find the Alan Taylor who is pleasantly drunk at your side at this time. Well, Cece makes her way over to you. Oh, well, I guess that's going to be it for the night. Yeah, I had a swell time. How about you, Alan? <laughs> this reminds me of the time I went drinking with my friend Fred. We lost Josh. Lost? 
<gasps> Mr. Smooth! I forgot about Smooth. Oh my uh, goodness. Baskets. So yes, you guys all of a sudden recognize the fact that Charles Smooth's not there. Oh my goodness. I was supposed to be watching him like a pigeon that's blind. We're bad parents. Well, I'm a bad pigeon. <laughs> I'm lost. You're a pigeon? <laughs> okay. Next time, finding Smoot. <laughs> so. This time, finding Smoot. Oh. Mr. Finnevere, what do we do? Do we need to go find him? It's so late at night. We stay out too long. Amali's going to get upset and worried. Well, we could try to find a trail of frustrated people. How's about you guys try and find him, and I will stay here and not get lost and wait for you to come back to bring it to take me back to the caravan. Oh, maybe we should get oh, no. Taylor, Mr. D- Taylor. Back Taylor, we should get you to the caravan first. Nah, I'll be good. Look, that. Smooth, well, he's probably being if dumb. They, Charles it, I, Smooth's a big guy, and he's an, an adult. I hate to say those words in the same sentence. Well, he's a bit cranky around the edges, but for the most part, I know him to be a responsible man. Yes, but without a woman there to curtail that terrible attitude of his, how else? Like, imagine how people are reacting to him. How many people could he have found this late at night? He probably got punched. (laughs) More than Um, likely. Okay, here's the thing. If Mr. Smoot is in danger, we'll just send a molly after him, right? I mean, that does seem to to fix most problems. I like this idea. I don't think a molly's gonna like that. Uh, do I think that this bar is going to be closing anytime soon? They have last calls. Taylor, we can't leave you here. They're closing soon. I need water. Well, you can get it outside. It's raining. Uh, That's I call for water. some water and some bread. Sure. Um, uh, I'll use my own. Uh, I'll, I'll just have them fill up my flask. Uh, three copper for the bread and water's free. Very nice. So we will get him back to the caravan. Next time, I mean, I, we had too good of a time. I'm not going to berate you today. I thought Cece was holding Smoot's hand. I'm sorry, okay? I don't really get to go and let loose that often. I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming me. I'm a blind pigeon. I'm blaming me too. Don't. None of that. Okay. Oh, God. Is it still raining? It's still raining. It's, it's, um, I'm not going to lie. I just want you to... Somebody needs to roll survival for getting back. All right. I will take my inspired roll today and roll twice to take the better result. Not. No. Wait. Eight. Because I'm at a minus two. Ooh, I forgot I had nothing in that. But 14. Okay. Finnevere, it takes you a bit, but you are able to find your way back, leading Alan Taylor along, who is just enjoying the rain as it pours down on top of him. Raindrops falling on my hair. Mr. Smoot is lost. But you make it back to the wagon. You climb inside and you hear the sound of a mest snoring. Ah, ASMR. Alan Taylor, you make it to your bunk. We will have you roll your hangover roll. That would be a fortitude save Hmm. for the morning. And we'll see how you feel then. (laughs) How hungover is he? It's a one. A total four. Uh, you failed your fortitude save for your hangover. Hungover characters are treated as fatigued, but undertaking any activity which requires a check, which is affected by statistics, cause them to become exhausted. Hmm. The duration of the hangover is equal to 1d4 of hours, equal to each hour you spent drunk. I rolled for it. I'm going to estimate about three. So it's three d4s. And I already rolled those, so that is seven. So most of tomorrow. <laughs> most of tomorrow you're going to be hungover for. 
What time is it now? What time is he getting to bed? It is around... Actually, you'd have to make a survival to be able to tell the time at this point because of how late it is. But it is late, and last call on average from the old world was around 11.30-ish. Okay. So, sleep, all of you. I'm already asleep. Clouds. We know you're asleep. I'm the only one who actually went to sleep of his own volition. Okay. So, you guys sleep. Alan Taylor, you wake up hungover. But... Uh, Crap baskets. You're not sure when the rain stopped, but the rhythmic dripping of water off the roof of your wagon, splashing into the unseen puddle outside, stirs you awake. And after some time of prepping, you all make your way outside. Um, Mest will say that you spent your time prepping in the morning already, uh, so you can have your stuff prepared. Uh, I would like to leave my flask with a molly and prepare coffee in it. Okay, sure. I'll just, like, leave it nestled under his arm, just in case he decides to get up. He's been sleeping for a long time, and I have no idea if he's getting up. Well, actually, um, Amali is awake, and he's up, and he actually is stretching outside. I would probably take a head count in the morning. Okay. Um, one, two, three. Has anyone seen Charles? No, because I'm a blind pigeon. What? (laughs) We got separated last night. What? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. One, two, three. This isn't right already. I, I, I already counted everyone, Amali. We're missing one smoot, to be exact. Also, wasn't the entire point of you three going with him last night to keep him from wandering off and causing trouble? <laughs> he gave us the slip. What if I, he got arrested? He probably did, knowing his luck. That's probably safer for him. It probably would be. We should check there first. Well, well, wait. He's he's argumentative. He he might have gotten in trouble with with like police or something. How about we check the one place where he would have gone? The jail? No, the tower. The one place he was told he might find answers. Huh? It's actually not that bad of an idea. It really isn't a bad idea. Alan, are you feeling okay? You look kind of. Ow! Oh, he's hungover. You know, I actually have a fix for that, but I'm going to let you suffer for a bit. Thanks, Finn. You're a real pal. Drinking is okay as long as it's not in excess. I just forgot to drink water until the end of the night. Okay, then. Uh, so... Well, Amali just speaks back up. If he is up there, I really hope he hasn't made any enemies. Let's be real. He's probably made at least four. Oh, God. Help us all. Oh, fine. I expected him to say, I hope he hasn't been throwing my name around. So, <laughs> so if he's in jail, we're all denying it. We're all denying knowing him, right? Plausible deniability, yes. We can't do that. I was responsible for him that night. No, no, you weren't, Cece. You'd have never met this man in your entire life if he's in jail. But <sighs> you're right. Best, that's not funny. We can't just abandon him, but he will pay for, for any bail. Oh I'll take God. it back. It is fu- it is funny. Hey guys, but we're not doing that. Hey guys, look at this. Look what I got. Isn't it oh. great? I look over I, I stand in anticipation. I look over at both Davids from my splitting headache. David just, he has in his hands what appears to be a little tiny flag. Isn't it very cute? It is tiny. It is a little bird on it. I think that's a... I think it's a bird. Otherwise, it's a piece of poop. But, uh, isn't it cute? What, what, what is that flag? I don't know. 
some lady just said, here you go. And like handing out free flags and stuff. I quickly examined for his paperclip. Is it still there? His paperclip is still there. Okay, so this is not the start of something more. No, this, <laughs> this could be the start of something better. He was given a flag. Oh, no. Free. <laughs> what can he do with that? What uh, will he do? You know, just start a small island nation. Uh, after teasing Taylor, I will grab a bit of ale from my backpack, which is what you have to use for this. Uh, and I mix a bit of Alchemist's Kindness. I've had since episode one. I mix the concoction. It's a powdered substance that you dissolve into alcohol, and it cures hangovers. I have four. Nifty. Very interesting. Do you give it to Alan, or do you drink it yourself? <laughs> oh, no! Did, did Excellent he get question. Drunk last night, I don't think he got drunk. No, he was too enough. busy schmoozing with everyone. Right. It's like take this, and like my uh, <clears throat> landlord used to say, just because you know how to heal yourself doesn't mean you shouldn't learn to get hurt. Or so doesn't mean you should avoid getting hurt. I keep. <laughs> Maybe I should take this. Just because you know how to heal yourself doesn't mean you should have you. Just because you know how to heal doesn't mean you should try to get hurt. Thank you, Taylor. <sighs> how long does this take to take effect? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've given that to someone. Uh, I don't remember. I'm gonna wear the hood until I can not. Be blinded by indoor lighting. While you guys are outside, you can all make a perception check. Except for Charles Smoot. He's very busy right now. I will forego the uh, perception check in favor of not being blinded. Woo! 23. Also a 23. Okay. You all see, um, except for Alan Taylor, who is busy keeping his face away from looking at anything. Except for the back of his eyelids right now. The caravan wagons are all within the city walls. They are on a circular road surrounding a large statue at the center. The statue appears to be that of a person of some kind, but the details aren't very obvious from where you are. There's a building jutting out from the stone wall behind you where several persons carry or exiting, carrying a variety of weapons, but not wearing any distinctive gear beyond an armband and what appears to be some kind of personalized armor. And this is near the front gate. Several of these individuals at the gate are stopping people momentarily before letting them pass through. And you're maybe about 60 feet away from that, from where you are, because you guys are in the last of the wagons. All right. You do notice that at the base of the stone statue, um, there appear to be a variety of flower bushes, though. And it looks like there might be some kind of slab in the center of them. Um, if everyone's still kind of like stretching and getting ready, I'd be curious because I love, you know, learning about towns and such. Uh, sure. Can I read what it says? Sure. You approach over, um, walking 50 feet away from you guys towards the center, and you see that the slab has some writing on it. And the closer you get, you can actually read that it states, or it says, in memory of the fallen. And you also notice that the statue is that of a man, but... The face of the statue is blank, smooth stone, as if it's supposed to be faceless. It's a dangerous world. And you regather with the group. Okay. Well, I guess we should all, instead of splitting up like what happened, I guess, last night, uh, I guess we'll have to head up there. Besides, that's where you would need to go to complete your initiation. That's right. That's why we came here in the first place. We'll get smooth. 
have the gang back together and start on our initiation. It's a dangerous world. Lands respite, here we come. You guys begin making your way towards the keep at the top of the plateau. Not quite. Um, Mest would have realized as he was stepping out of the, the caravan, Cerulean's still tied to the caravan. Your character hangs back for a moment, looking back at the elk as everyone else starts to uh, walk I'm just off. Go- I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. All right. So you all do make your way towards the keep. Charles Smoot, while you're inside of the keep, you hear the sound of many people starting to stir, and it seems to be busier than it was last night. A lot busier, in fact. Um, Charles Smoot, you are woken by the sound of people walking around, and it actually seems like somebody slightly trips over you. Uh, what is that? No. Uh, uh, homeless people. What? I, I'm wrong. <laughs> I had a home once. What are you doing? Charles you're, Smooth's... You're not there. I'm being honest. But... Charles Smooth's beard has grown out. He looks kind of scraggly. Oh, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Taylor, this is called being honest. I did have a home once. This is called being unhinged. Are you saying that it's not funny? Quentin, Charles Smoot is clearly in the middle of a very busy guild hall. You can roll a perception really quick. Seven. You hear the bustling conversations of people, but not really picking out any conversation in particular. You hear the sound of metal clanging, almost as if people might be training in the distance. Beyond that, though, this place looks very nice. Actually, today is sunny. The sun is pouring in through the slitted windows of the building, and actually, you have a much better view of the room that you're in. Everything is much brighter here. The floor seems to be made of some sort of marble-like stone, as well as the stairs. The center structure is actually made of wood with intricate carvings on it. And actually, around the room, you notice that there are patterns with silver and gold inlays on them. But you are still alone. Smoot would heave himself up and hobble around, looking for the receptionist, who he was told would be here in the morning. As you start to walk around, make another perception check. Significantly better. Not a one. Uh, this one is a 18 for Charles Smoot. You notice that people are giving you wide berths. Some people are actually covering their noses and... You actually do notice that some people are saying things like, I thought we were trying to keep the homeless out of the keep. We should really close the gate. It shouldn't be open to just anyone. Quentin, you are single-handedly making them consider that the gate should be closed. I'm surprised they didn't have some kind of a guard or something at the front gate. Well, they Open didn't think anyone, the gate. They didn't think anyone had close the gall. Close the gate. Open the gate a little. This is still like... You'd you'd think they would have someone standing at the front door to 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 keep people who shouldn't be there out. Well, it depends on the culture. They gotta put some different laws in place because of you, in particular. Where I go, things change. Not for the better, I'll say. Not for the better. Wow. Okay. So. No, this one would probably be for the better. You notice that there is a very long line of people who have lined up at the center structure where you remember the desk of sorts being. It is a very long line and appears to have multiple groups of people who are waiting and it moves very slowly. Uh, 
I tap the person in front of me on the shoulder. They turn around. Is this the only line to the receptionist? They look at you warily and then nod. Okay. And as you look down the line, you actually notice that some people have like their hands like holding strange looking objects, or some of them are also holding what looks like other initiate badges and different people are in small groups or individual. But there is a line and you must wait. Till the rest of the party gets here. No, GM, how dare you? I run off down the hall to the left. Do you actually? No, I don't. I would wait in line like a curmudgeon. Okay. Charles Smoot would begrudgingly wait in line. Angry that he did not wake up and get here before everyone else. (laughs) Charles Smoot does not remember the fact that people apparently live here. But we'll move on from there. Everyone else, as you make your way towards the keep, Amali kind of points out a few things here and there. Uh, And actually, you guys notice that when you guys reach the stairs that I described kind of for Charles Smoot earlier, there's actually what appears to be a market at the base of it. And again, the stairs are very tall, leading up a very long path to the top of the plateau where the keep is. Uh, I hate these places. I hate the stairs. Uh, Let's go, guys. Hmm. And you make your way up the stairs. Reaching the top of the stairs, you take a moment and observe the city surrounding the plateau. From where you stand, the caravan is more or less a tiny spot in the sea of buildings. It is dwarfed in comparison to this keep or citadel before you. A wooden drawbridge lies against the grass-covered stone, and just as when you were climbing the stairs, you see multitudes of people passing in and out like the ebbing tide. The building itself is constructed mainly of stone, and looming over that part of the building with the three stories in the windows, you see that there is a central tower holding the statue of the warrior woman, which you can now tell in daylight she is holding a shield to her right side, a spear on her back, and a lantern held aloft in her left, where a light emanates from even now in the bright daylight. Finnevere, mm-hmm. if you are interested in any more information about, for example, statues or about the town, you can roll um, your knowledge history, knowledge local kind of stuff. Otherwise, we'll just move on. Uh, I'm I'm a little curious about the statue, but I'll take the time for the merchant stuff if I get some downtime. Okay, so you would roll knowledge history. Uh, that is an 11. Hmm, okay. It is a very nice-looking statue. You can tell that it is very old, and if your memory serves you correctly, you think it might be of, a, of an infamous seeker, but the name is slipping your mind, and you just can't seem to place it. Something about... Master Spearman, uh, old statue thinking. But you really can't place all the details at this time. Unfortunately, you didn't pay too much attention to Seeker lore back when Sid was helping with your education. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome to not Rio de Janeiro. But, gentlemen, your first steps into the Citadel, you find yourself in the wide stone hallway where there are multitudes of people at this time. People, I love those. (laughs) Many of whom carrying what you can identify as spears, swords, shields, and are laden in armor. But just like at the tavern, and maybe something brand new for uh, for Kenneth Mest, many of these things seem somewhat weird. They share that sense of familiarity where you can identify it as a spear, but at the same time, it's not exactly as you would expect. In fact... Just like in the villages, Alfred, 
you would think that people would be dressed in more regular garb, but these people are wearing very interesting things that kind of gives you that sensation of science fiction and almost like cybernetics in a way. So you guys entering in, you taking your surroundings further and you see to your right that the hallway that you're walking down opens up into an even larger room. You see the two sets of marble colored stairs arcing around the central structure and you see a large line of people standing there. And you all see in the middle of the line right now, Charles Smoot. Well, at least he doesn't seem to be in jail. Uh, Mr. Smoot, I'm so sorry. Cece just runs in towards Mr. Smoot, who's standing in line. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. You cannot cut in line. There are rules and regulations to these kind of things. I I have been waiting here for the better part of 30 minutes, young lady. You're going to have to go to the back of the line and you talk to me when you catch up. What? What? I came to find you. I thought you got lost. Why would I be lost? I knew exactly where I was going, and I came here. This is the whole reason why we're here. I don't know why you all went flouncing about last night. Well, Because this hall was closed. Was it? I came here. It was raining. Okay, so I found a nice dry place to sleep. Okay, you came here. Was there anyone at the front desk? Am I the only one who's going to point out the fact that, Mr. Smoot, you look like a hobo? But that is preposterous. I have never lived on the streets a day in my life. You look like a uh, drenched kitten. Well, that's perfectly understandable. It was raining last night, just like they said. You literally bummed it in this hall last night. That's not the streets. There was a couch and there was a fireplace. Oh, yep. <gasps> uh, so I'm going to leave you all to this. I've got somewhere to be. What, Amali, what, are, you, are you telling your, me you're not going to assist us in our uh, initiation quest? I can't. Why not? It depends on the quest, you'd have to ask. What do you mean depends on the quest? It means it depends on the quest. Can I roll sense motive on his wanting to leave? Sure, absolutely. Uh, 23, about the best I can get. Yeah, you can tell he does not want to be part of whatever that is, and uh, he gestures, like me gesturing over there to, like, what's going on with Charles Smoot, but also... He does seem to have recalled that he was supposed to be doing something. Okay. Just making sure he's not, you know... Oh, great. You found the secret base. It's okay. We have it, CC. I mean, he is a seeker. He was probably supposed to be on a mission. Maybe. Uh Uh-oh. Or he's coming here to turn something in. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. See, that's what I was thinking. He he said that he was coming to Lanzar's fight, and we came along with him. According to the scroll, he was supposed to find the four ancient weirdos. <laughs> Dang they, it. He only, there are, there he are only, five of us. He, no, well, well, a bonus one. He, he found five ancient bonus weirdos weirdo. and some merchant who's been traveling with no, them no, now. Was, uh, but yes, Charles Smoot, you are essentially telling Cece, no, 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 go to the back of the line. She is upset with you now. All right, all right, Cece. Okay, you can come in and give your old Smoot a hug. But then after that, you gotta wait in line like everyone else. I don't. Why would I need to wait in line? I'm not here to do anything. Oh, well then. Hi, Cece. It's good to meet you. Uh, what? See you again. What? Uh, I'm here. All's well. Smooth. Oh, gosh. Are you hungover too? What? No. Smooth. Where would I even get an alcohol? Uh, I have been laser sharp focused. Yes. You what? seem off balance. No. My balance is perfectly fine. Well, not what I'm talking about. Kelsey yeah. just speaks up. Well, if we are here to. Uh, do this whole secret thing, I guess we should wait in line. All right. Well, uh, well, 
<laughs> we'll meet up with you later then. Uh, so we're heading to the back of the line. Yeah. As I walk away, I flick his shoulder and say, you are not allowed to wander off alone anymore. Oh, I'm sorry that I was being responsible instead of partying all night. Uh, I'll flick Alan Taylor's shoulder and be like, you're not allowed to say you're responsible for him and then leave him alone. No, oh, Kelsey then flicks Alfred on the shoulder and says, you shouldn't be flicking people. It's not very nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a train. I had to do uh, it. Smooth points at Kelsey. will flick himself, feeling left out. <laughs> smooth points at Kelsey. And that's being hypocritical. Exactly. That I'll be gone with you to the end of the line. Rep scallions. So if Cece's just kind of hanging around while we're waiting in line... So, were you going to be a seeker too, or are you just kind of hanging about for a bit? Huh? Wait, what? I was just wondering, is this something you ever thought about? Amali's not here. No, he's not. Ah? Uh, you don't have an initiative badge? Ah? Uh, I could. It'd be very interesting. I don't know. What does it mean to be a seeker? Ah, uh, that's a great question. Uh, Wait, you don't know and you're trying to become one? Hmm. Well, Liamor explained it a bit to us. Uh, he said that they travel all across the world. They say they, he said they, they seek for truth. I don't think that's what they do. Hmm. At least I don't think that's what Amali does. I don't know what Amali does. I don't know what Amali does either. And I've been hanging around with him for a while. I, I, I know he's very good at what he does, whatever it is. He's very elusive. It's really weird. But yeah, well, I guess I could join you. <laughs> uh, I think we got him get you an initiate badge first. Oh, pish posh, initiate, I'll be fine. I don't think they'll let you take initiation unless you're an initiate. Well, how would you know? You're not a seeker. Well, Liamore did tell us that. I'm kicking myself for not hiding the seeker badge so I could get a yeah. second one. She could apply to become an initiate. Yeah, but then she has to become an initiate and then pick up her initiation. Yeah. Who says she can't do that? I mean, that's a good point. Okay, so, Charles Smoot. You guys are all waiting in line in the back. But Charles Smoot. Not the front of the line. The line moves very slowly. You guys are probably, like, in line for an hour individually until you finally reach the reception desk. Charles Smoot, you can make a reception check. A reception check? Careful not to get drowned out by the choir of angels. Hallelujah. 17 on Charles Smoot's perception check. Charles Smoot, as you approach the desk, you see that there are two girls behind the counter. They're identical in appearance, except that they both have blonde hair braided to opposite sides of their shoulders, look like they're about in their teens. They have green eyes and are very peppy, and they tend to be talking in sync. Hello, how can we help you? Uh, uh... I'm a secret initiate. I want to get access to the archives because I'm looking for information. Uh, questions, knowledge, answers, please. What? That didn't make sense. Could you try that again? <laughs> um, in order of what I care about, maybe not necessarily relevance. Uh, I'm looking for answers. I heard that seekers hold knowledge, so I am at seeker base. If I need to become a seeker, to have access to knowledge, here is an issues badge. Give me quest, please. What? How many other ways do you want me to put this woman? Women? Women? What? Oh, I'm Zora. She's Nora. Dad, okay. Uh, thing one, thing two. Listen here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Nora and Zora. Okay. You two look exactly the same. I'm not going to lie. Uh, 
Uh, I'm gonna have to look at one of you at a time and then try speak. Oh, they do like this whole like, they put both their hands together and lean into each other when they do the whole it's Nora and Zora thing. So cute. All right, listen, it's not a children's cartoon. Don't need to pose here. All right, listen, I am here because I want answers. I was told that seekers are people who have knowledge and truth. That you have a library. There's a library and, arch- and archives and everything. I'm going to get these things functioning. I slam my laptop and phone on the counter. And if I need to, I will become a full-fledged seeker. Here is my initiate batch. Your phone cracks. Ah! Understandable. So you want... What? Okay, hold on. They just start to talk amongst themselves for a moment in some kind of weird language. And then they turn back to you. Initiate. I am one. Yes. Oh, so you need to take the initiation then. I, I, I suppose I, if that's what it takes to get access to the archives in the library. <laughs> you think you'll have access to the archives? I have materials and information that may be useful. And I also want answers to questions. If you want to take your initiation, please sign here. Are you by yourself? Uh, no, there's some schmucks back there later in line. Where? Who, who else taking this thing? Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to go way back in line with them. Why? If but, you're signing up with a party. Then I'm by myself. Okay. Oh, have fun dying. So we're going to let you ride this one out. <laughs> Charles Smoot. He's been, he's irritable. He has been waiting for hours. He is impatient. Okay. How hard can this thing be anyways? It's like knock over a couple of milk cans with all from circus game. Charles Smoot, you sign on the line and they just look up you and smile. All right. We'll see you on Windoon. What? Windoon. Wednesday. Windoon. Wednesday. What's today? Mundoon. I gotta wait two days for this. Let me double check make sure I didn't put you. Yeah. Mundoon. Yes. What even is it? The initiation. It is being hosted by the very fair Eden. I don't know who that is. The guardian. Oh. The guardian of Lamb's Respite. Uh, okay. That's, that's, I don't know who that is. That's fine. Lord Eden. I've never heard. They just look back and forth at each other. Okay. You'll find out. Oh, uh, there's, there's the last last question real quick. No more questions. Move along. All right. Well, I just woke up in the dark wood and some magical pod, and I just wanted answers, but I guess I'll leave. Magical pot? Pod. Pod. Science. Tubes plugged into me. They look at you quizzically. So are all my friends. They think we were test experiments and something. Thought you'd like to know, but I guess you don't care. We don't understand. You see, we were found in the dark wood in a experimental research laboratory. And we all woke up here. And we have no idea where we are. Weren't you told to not say these things at one point? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I think by Amali. Yes. And Liamor. Amali was very, uh adamant about the fact that we should hush on the American hey, talk. Molly's not here right now. He trusted us to be alone. No one trusts you <laughs> to be alone anymore. They just look back and forth at each other and then start to speak in a strange language again before turning back to you. This is strange. Yeah, I thought so too. Last time I checked, it was 2020. And now, all I know that I woke up potentially in an alternate universe thousands of years in the future. Unfortunately, we have no power to help you at this time. If you would like, after you finish your initiation, perhaps you can meet with Lord Eden. Ah, uh, whatever. I guess you aren't any help after all. Oh, we apologize. We try to be as helpful as we possibly can be. Well, I have a smooth leave. Okay, Charles Smith leaves. More time passes. And, well, gentlemen, you guys make it up to the front. You see these two girls in front of you. 
green eyes, blonde hair, with the two braided pigtails on the side. How can we help you? Hello, lovely ladies. Oh, hello. That's so nice to say. Uh, we're here to take the initiation test. <gasps> wonderful. And I, I show her the badge. Oh, absolutely wonderful. Please just sign on the line right here. All of the names if you're in a party together. Uh, I will read the document for any important information. Okay. Like, it, uh, things that might look, oh, you didn't read this or something. Okay. Just trying to avoid those types of situations. It looks like the document is detailing a uh, number of members in a party, the names of those members, and also validation of if they've received an initiate's badge or not. Uh, how do I do the validation part on signature? You have to show us your badge, and then we'll sign off after you. Ah, makes perfect sense. All right, so there is... If I have to make an alteration between now and whenever the, uh, I guess the the setup is, uh, would there be a part problem uh, coming back and making an edit? That is a very odd question. What kind of edit? Uh, if we had to add or subtract a name. We typically prefer that you have your party all set up and signed up ahead of time. That's right. Unfortunately, the documents, as you can see, that there are many people in line trying to become the seekers. It is almost impossible to find your name after it's already been signed. And... No, no, it's fine. Never mind. I'll take a page out of Smooch's book for this. <clears throat> Just don't care. Uh, so, uh, I'll sign my name. Uh, and I'll be like, like, make sure it's extra readable print. Alan Taylor. Uh, Alfred Kenneth Mest. Kelsey. Okay, so she signs up as well. Yeah. Oh, no. David's with us. I've been here the whole time. Why do you guys keep forgetting that I am around? What is yeah, wrong so with you? so rude. Yeah. Oh, you could just be so quiet sometimes. It is my specialty. It is your special ability, I believe you. So, are you going to be seekers with us? Uh, I'm not completely sure this is up my alley. I'm kind of more along the lines of, uh, I don't mind the traveling, but I'm not really a fighter, if you know what I mean. Oh, that makes enough sense. Maybe we can find a good place to keep for a while. Oh, that's all right. Not everybody who joins the Seekers Guild are fighters. Eyebrow raise, and I assume he does the same. Of course. Every party is made up of different people who have different abilities and specialties. Not everybody goes into the ruins. Some people take care of the cleaning, the washing, and the cooking, and everything else above on the surface. And you can still be a seeker and do those things? I mean, you're mostly useless, but sure. <gasps> Shots fired. Sometimes people have to bring things back alive. What about, uh, workers for the reliquaries? Oh, yes, of course. You mean the relic masters, collectors, archivists, and rescuers? Yeah, then. Of course. Is there, like, classes that you can take to, uh, learn the skills to require to, to enter those trades? Or? Well, in order to be a relic master, you have to be relatively smart. Well, yeah. They just blink at you blankly. I'm asking for this man. He's a bit, he's a, he's a tad smarter than, than I am. They smile. Most people don't want to become relic masters simply for the fact that, well, you're considered failures. However, if you advance in the ranks of the relic master up to collector and then an archivist, you're considered extremely successful. Got it. So college, so college, high school dropout college student up to professor. Got it. Uh, does CC come up? CC's like poking her head around the table. Ahem. I would also like to sign up. All right. Uh, I want to pay attention to her signature just a little bit because I've never seen her write anything. Okay, sure. Cece walks over and signs Brunhilda. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's <clears throat> not good. What? <clears throat> I, I chunt her shoulder a little bit. <clears throat> what? <clears throat> <clears throat> Completely unrelated note. Uh, are you allowed to use an alias uh, as a seeker? 
Funny if people use aliases, but it does get imprinted on your badge. Makes sense. Thank you so much. You're so very helpful. I'm going to change. Um, if, if I haven't written my name on there, I'm going to put Alchemist. Okay. Because I'm assuming that's that's what's being used for the badges for the imprint or whatever. Like, whatever you put on the document is what's put on the badge. And I'll very proudly have the Finnevere Avir. Okay. Sure. You guys do this. All okay. right. Please present your badges to us. Take out my badge, put it on the table. Cece slips a coin on the table. <laughs> oh, we still need to get yours, don't we? Yes, of course. It was lost in the wilderness. <laughs> she can't lie. Oh, uh, no. Here, you could well, here there it is, Cece. There it is. We we have it there for you. Yes, this one is mine. Oh, that's okay. Anybody can turn in an initiate badge. It just matters if you can hold on to it until your initiation trial. Wait, oh did David put his in for her? I I, I must conceal my congratulations and appreciation for later. Honestly, I'm surprised any of you actually survived making it here. Most initiates lose their badges to another person who kills them for it. All right. Well, since you're all done signing up, we would like like to ask ask you to please move along. Uh, when exactly is the initiation test? On Windoon. Ah, at what time? Be here probably early in the morning, when the sun rises. Dang. Uh, early to rise. Early to bed. You know. That thing. Okay. Uh, we, I, I, I try to move us along. Okay. With Charles Smooth off to the side. And you all meet back up. Mm-hmm. And, well, guys, congratulations. You've made your first steps, actually your second steps, to becoming full-fledged seekers. We, we went up a lot of steps. I don't know what you're talking about. It took like 10 minutes to get up all of them. How many steps how many? does it take? How many steps can you walk in a minute? Depends on how fast you move them. Uh, you're walking at a leisurely pace. It also depends on the size of the steps. You took a number of steps. We, we definitely did take a number of steps to, to advance become seek- as seekers. And on this more interesting note, I think we're going to call it for this episode of The Gate Chronicles. And, well, we'll see what happens next time. Next, next week, really. And hopefully you guys are ready. All right. Thank you, foundlings, for listening to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. We hope you enjoyed that chaos which ensued because of certain people. Gosh, Andrew, getting your character drunk, how dare you? Hey, 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 I didn't go streaking. Thank you so much again for listening to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please make sure that you leave us a rating and a review in whatever podcast listening app that you are using. Also, guys, if you've been enjoying the show and you want to love us in other ways, please consider going to our website, missingroleplayerfound.com. That's missing, R-O-L-L, playerfound.com, where you can go to our merchandise store and get merchandise. Mm -hmm. You can get hats, t-shirts, stickers, mugs. And maybe more eventually. Who knows? But there is a great Finnevere Veer shirt there that you guys must have. It is very good looking. And honestly, Finnevere Veer himself loves to wear his own shirts. Canonically speaking, he would totally wear it. Foundlings, also consider going to our Patreon where you can support us monthly by donating like a dollar a month and you can listen to early releases of episodes and get access to GM notes. Um, These are all things on different tiers. So go and check that out. We'll be updating those tiers eventually to include more things. But if you want to hear more from us, please make sure you're following us on our social media accounts 
on Twitter and Instagram at RollFound. We're even on TikTok. We're even on TikTok, Missing Role Player Found, and on Facebook, Missing Role Player Found. Also consider joining us in our Discord. That link is in the description below where you can come out, chat with us, hang out, play video games, who knows? So guys, thank you again so much for listening. And we hope that you will join us again next, next week on the Gage Chronicles. Goodbye. Goodbye.